Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Chief Kevin Copperthwaite started his fire service career back in 1981 with the Pennsville Fire Company in New Jersey, where he also served as fire chief. Kevin joined the Christiana Fire Department back in 2000. Kevin currently holds the position of fire chief. He is a retired paramedic with the New Castle County EMS, and in September of 2013, Kevin was awarded the company's Medal of Valor for assisting in the rescue of trapped occupants from the third floor of their burning apartment. If you don't know anything about Christiana Fire Company, you're missing out on one hell of an aggressive and progressive fire department in Delaware. With that being said, Chief Copperthwaite. Kevin Copperthwaite, I'm the chief of the Christiana Fire Company in Newark, Delaware. All right, Chief, uh, appreciate you have appreciate having you on here, and um, tell us how you got into the fire service. So I, uh, my father. Um, was a volunteer firefighter in a small town called Pennsylvania, New Jersey. It was about eh, 50,000 population. And um, he was the member there for many, many years, joined in the 50s. And then um, he became chief in the late 70s. And I used to always get calls with him. So we would have a call. He had a pickup truck. I'd hop in the passenger side of the pickup truck. He'd go, you know, go to the scene as the chief. And I'd just sit there in the pickup truck and watch. Um, so as time went on, you know, he'd go for high school and, and all that. Uh, I just got involved in the, in the Pennsville Fire and Rescue, it's called. And I uh, became a volunteer there. And uh, just, I was there for about 20 years until my wife and I moved over to uh, Delaware. So I currently live in Delaware. But um, I was chief over there for about five years at Pennsville Fire and Rescue. Um, and I came over here in, in Delaware and got involved. And I worked in Delaware for many years. So I knew a lot of the people in the fire service already in Delaware. But um, yeah, I got started with my dad. And um, he's living with me now. So he had a. Um, He's living on his own. Uh, my mother died uh, several years ago, and uh, he had a fall and then uh, ended up breaking his ankle. And so he moved over into our house now. So he's currently living in Delaware with me, but he's still doing well at uh, 95 years old. Um, so yeah, that's how I got involved. Awesome, awesome. Um, so for those that don't know, you are the current fire chief for Christiana Fire Department in Delaware. Um, and as we stated earlier, I'm a fire nerd, and I'm sure other fire nerds already know that department, know what that department stands for. Uh, so my question to you is, how do you keep such an aggressive and disciplined fire department, such as Christiana? Well, it's intentional. Um, so we, several years ago, we used to have our membership was limited to just the Christiana area. Um, so if the membership was either had lived in district or you lived uh, – and out of district, but it was closer to one of our firehouses. So we changed that when we were suffering from members, like running around with um, two members on an apparatus was, was common in the middle of the night. Uh, people weren't coming from home, just mostly due to traffic. Um, and it was just difficult to get the apparatus out. So we kind of changed our membership up and we thought we had a lot to offer. We have a, a larger population. Our population is just under 100 or like 98,000 people in uh, 38 square miles. So, um, we thought we had a lot to offer. We thought we went to a lot of coincidence. Uh, we had a lot of fires, a lot of good wrecks. Um, so we used that to kind of draw people. So we opened our membership up to, you can live pretty much, you can live in Germany if you wanted to enjoy them. I mean, we don't have any rules against that. But um, so when we opened our membership up, we kind of targeted, uh, you know, our activity and the things that we thought would attract firemen and wanted to be firemen. So we made the culture kind of very fireman friendly. 
Um, we have a, a policy or kind of a, uh, like a guideline or whatever you call it. Uh, but it's just that every, everything's something until we say it's nothing. And that kind of supports that we stretch lines on. Uh, right. get a call for a fire, we stretch lines, we lay lines, uh, we throw ladders. So even though if you know, it could be an outlet sparking or a food on the stove or whatever, the guys still go do the reps. They still get to, to do kind of the job. Um, we also are very riding assignment oriented. So everybody has a position on the apparatus and we have a riding board during the day. So you come in, if you're a volunteer, um, you get assigned to a position. So we have like four engine, four spots on the engine, six spots on the truck. And we're very engine truck oriented. We're not uh, very quaint or rescue engine kind of oriented. We're very strict on far as engines do engine stuff, truck do, uh, do truck things. And um, you get that riding assignment, which is spelled out as far as your duties, uh, depending on what type of occupancy it is, the tools you bring. Um, and then you once you get in that position, you're expected to do that duty. So we're very strict on that. Um, we also kind of do the, uh, we have pre-arrival assignments. So the engines, the trucks kind of know what they're doing before they leave the building on, depending on what type of fire it is. Meaning, you know, apartment fire changes a little bit from like a townhouse or a house. Um, but we're very regimented in that too. So it's very regimented and we kind of progress. So is you join the company, you go through a three-day uh, recruit school. And once you get done to recruit school, we kind of assign you to uh, how we feel you did in recruit school. So you could be disqualified on the engine or you could be qualified on the engine. Some parts of the truck, but not all the truck positions. And then we just use it as a working, uh, we constantly work towards getting be better positions. So, um, you know, if you're qualified on the engine, your next role is to get on the truck. If you're qualified on the truck, then your next role is to get the truck interior positions and then work towards the truck exterior positions. So we have a, a spot called OV. And our OV is mm -hmm. kind of an independent uh, firefighter who goes to the rear for us, um, looks for a VES opportunity, uh, gives the size up in the rear, uh, and, and then determines what he needs to do based on that size up. So that's kind of a person that works independently. So you have to work to that position. Once you work to get to that position, then you work to be a driver and be a company officer and that sort of thing. Um, once you uh, put your time in, we feel you've done a good job and do all the right things as far as, you know, even taking the trash out, make sure the station's clean. Um, getting your truck checks done, all that kind of stuff. We do an earn your number. So our station number is 12. Mm -hmm. And once a member comes in and does the right things, we'll give them their 12. So they earn the 12 too. So it's just a culture of you're always working towards the next step. You're always earning anything. It's very, very structured as far as what you need to do when you're there. Um, we have no home response. So we have a, mm -hmm. about 100 volunteers that are active. Um, and that's not coffee drinking guys. That's people that are riding fire trucks and doing the job. Um, so once they get their number, once they, you know, join the company and are doing these things, um, then we give them their number and they earn their number. Uh, but it's um, just very, like I said, very structured. And we try to plug everybody in and give them something that they're trying to gain each time they're working towards what they what they need. And they're always earning something. So we, we feel it's been very, uh, very effective in what we're doing. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so is it safe to say that if you have a member that isn't cutting it, you guys aren't afraid to just, hey, tell them like, hey, you're not meeting our, our standards. And so either fix it or go. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Because uh, that's one of the problems with at least on the career side is, you know, once somebody gets through their probationary period and they're like a slacker, you know, there's always ones that slip through the cracks. A lot of fire departments can't do anything else. Right. To them. You know, right. Yep. 
But um, yeah, so we, yeah, we'll, we'll, I mean, Rob's been working with everybody, we want everybody to succeed. But if it gets to the point where they're not succeeding, uh, then we just have a conversation and try to get from there. Okay. Uh, most end up just okay and, and leaving, not not coming back there in that category. Okay. Uh, we also we do have we're a combination department, so we do have twenty career guys as well. Okay. Um, okay. And we're, we provide BLS too, so there's um, eight full time EMTs that are EMS or just doing EMS. There's another forty part time employees that are riding the ambulance, um, you know, scheduled for in a month, and then we have another five or no twenty five per shift, uh, counting officers that are career uh, that work for uh, for platoon schedule. So uh, twenty four on uh, seventy two off. And, oh, you guys! Uh, you guys do twenty four seventy twos. Twenty four seventy two, yeah, and then they um, they supplement our, our our volunteer staffing, and you know we work together. So it could be a day where you know three career guys, one volunteer on the on the truck, or it could be a day where there's three volunteers and uh, and one career guy on the truck. Just kind of depends on how. I can hear you now. I just took these out. Okay. Yeah, I guess they died. I don't know. I just charged them. Okay. <laughs> um. We were okay. So, um, your career person. Oh, sorry, just for guys. We got five, uh, five per shift um, with with an officer, um, and they just pair up with the volunteers. And we, you know, staff an engine and truck every day. If we get to the point where we're um, get more volunteers in the firehouse, we put up a uh, a second engine, so it'll be two and two and one staff. Okay. It's how we. Okay. Three to four ambulances up every day. Okay. Uh, um, are your career guys, are they the drivers or the officers or the firefighters or does it matter? doesn't matter wherever we need them, wherever everything's plugs in. So it could be if there's a volunteer lieutenant in the house, they'll probably drive or they'll ride in the back. Um, and then, you know, if there's a, a career officer up front and a volunteer ride in the back, so it's just very interchangeable depending on what, what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so typically, uh, what does a box alarm, uh, bring in, in, into your area or your jurisdiction? So it's it's countywide. We have a um, uh, a fire chiefs association. So there's 21 companies in the county, and uh, when we do 911 dispatch kind of policies, they bring it up for a floor vote at a uh, chiefs meeting. Mm -hmm. So each company gets one vote, and I'll say, hey, we want to do X, and then they vote on it. It's two thirds, and it passes as a dispatch procedure. So the dispatch procedure for um, structural fire will be four engines, two trucks, and a rescue, um, and then uh, that would get dispatched, and they just pick out. Like, Kind of different in that each company only has a certain uh, strength of one, meaning um, so potentially if each company didn't have anything up staffed, we get seven different companies to one structure fire or engines two and one. Okay, but you can call in your staff units. So we call in. We're always two because we have two units staffed, mm -hmm. so we won't get the extra companies. But if our neighbors have two up, you know, then it gets less companies, kind of thing. So it just depends on. Who's staffed at the time of the call, and then that's what he is. Okay. Okay. Are there any uh, plans in the future uh, due to your call volume to add a rescue? Because I'm pretty sure the 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 closest rescue or nearest uh, rescue near you is Cranston Heights. Yeah, um, but it, they they count every they count rescues as like rescue pumpers too. So okay. There's a rescue pumper. They'll run that. Uh, we have a tiller that we use for our rescue. Mm -hmm. so I did see that. Down on a run, um, the killer, tiller can count as the rescue, and we are accidents we use the tiller for. So if we get a car accident, we'll send the tiller. If it's a structural fire or fire alarm, then we send our. So it just okay. kind of depends on what the call is. And if they're out, you know, then they can pick up the box too as a ladder truck too. If the tiller's out, and we get something on the way back or something, which happens okay. fairly regularly. 
Right, right. Okay. No, that's nice. It's nice to see the you have a an engine truck format and there's a, a bit of diversity in your fleet. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have a reserve for that. So we have the tower is frontline structural. Then we have a tiller that's frontline wrecks and you know, rescue stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have a reserve ladder as well. So if any of those go down, we just plug the reserve in as well. Okay. All right. Uh so what keeps you personally invested to stay positive and continue loving the job? I, I I just love I love going to fires. So <laughs> anyway, I can go to fires. I'm okay. ready for fires. So that's what I I, um, I teach a little bit out in Indianapolis. Um, so that keeps me involved as well. Keeps me learning um, and keeps me kind of fresh with the information. Um, but yeah, I just really love going to fires all the time. You know, some of the stuff will drag you down as chief when you get involved in like you know people issues or and we really don't have hardly any at all compared to a lot of places. Um, but you know, it, it can get you down a little bit, but I just love going to fire so much. I love the fire service. I'm constantly looking at stuff. I'm on the internet looking at stuff. I'm on my phone looking at stuff, you know, so I just really love the fire service. I think it's um, been a very positive in my life. Uh, so uh, the reason I got hired as a, as a paramedic when I got hired as a paramedic was because through the fire service, I got a lot of my training for the fire service and just knowing people and getting plugged in there. So I got my job doing that. Um, but I also worked in a uh, couple combination places before I got my medic job. It's, it was kind of, uh, it was essentially a, a career, a volunteer house with just a couple of career guys. And I was just one of those couple of career guys. That was back in the late 80s. So, okay. Bob differently from them. But, okay. Yeah. You know, just love the fire service. That's what. Okay. Um, with your department, with your department being a combination, how does it work or how did it work for you to, did you climb up through the ranks of Christiana to eventually become fire chief or? Yes. I was, I was assistant chief and then I was, I uh, became deputy chief of operations about 12, um, more than that now, probably 13 or 14 years ago. And then um, about four years ago, I became chief. So I was always, I was climb up the ranks. I was captain before that. Um, so once I moved to Delaware, I wasn't, cause I just got done being chief of New Jersey. Mm -hmm. and I uh, left that and went to Delaware. So when I got to Delaware, I didn't really have any plans on joining the fire service because I was, you know, it's kind of tired. I've been chief for five years over in Jersey. Right. And um, I was out cutting my grass and somebody I knew from uh, riding animals was walking out, walking his dog. It's like, Hey, you live over here now? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, you should join Christian. It's right down the street. I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, I just got out and I was, I don't know if I'm going to anymore. So I went over ended up like after three or four months, I joined. And they were going to fire after fire after fire. And I was like, yep, <laughs> this is this is fun. So, you know, just kept I kept going to fires and I just uh, progressed through the ranks, you know, as time went on. Right, right. Now, you mentioned New Jersey. Are you from New Jersey? Yeah, I grew up in New Jersey. So. OK, I'm from Rockland County in New York. I don't, I'm not sure if you oh, know nice. where that's it. Yep. So small world. Kind of by, um, um, uh, just north, north of New York City, kind of, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what and, department? Uh, Andy Frederick's from uh, Rockland County. I don't where, know. Is he? Where was he from? Uh, I'm trying to. I know. Of, I know okay. he worked for DNY. Yeah, and he was a volunteer. Suff Suff is S U F F E R N or? Oh Aaron? yeah, yeah, suffering. Yeah, yeah. Is that Rockland? That's uh, yes, uh, Department 19. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's where he was. He was from there. Wow, small. I never knew that. And I got a few friends up in uh, Orange County. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, what department were you were you at in Jersey? Uh, Pennsville Fire Rescue. Pennsville, okay. So it's just over. It's just the, over the bridge from Delaware. It's a, a very southern county, um, Salem County, which is the very one of the very southern counties. Mm -hmm. um, small population, like sixty five thousand in the whole county. So very rural. 
Okay. The town, obviously, fifteen thousand in my town. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just just because I like to know how departments operate. Uh, how does it work with um it with you being a fire chief? Is there a cert set term or is it all membership based? Like, you know, they can vote or how does that work? Yeah, it's membership based. Um, I, I serve a one year term and then it's reelected every year. Okay. So every okay. December we do an election and you know we don't really have much turnover. The guys are kind of set. So it just kind of like rotates, um, not rotates, but it just kind of everybody's reelected until you kind of choose. Hey, I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. Then the next person would step up. Okay, so it's not it's not contentious. It used to be years ago. It used to be contentious, you know, with all you know elections and all. So it's not contentious anymore. It's just kind of right. like it's good. Okay, I'm elected every year. Okay, okay. Uh, so like five or one, two, five or six of us that are chiefs um, in the company. So a couple of deputies, assistant chiefs, and I have one career assistant chief. Okay, so you so you have your your command staff is I'm sorry, how much again? Uh, two deputy chiefs, which are, we are in our system, deputy outranks an assistant, so it's chief of department. That's two deputy chiefs, uh, four assistant chiefs, and five counting the career, career assistant. Okay. Okay, and are when they're on duty, are they on the truck or are they uh, you know riding the car? They can be. We have one um, one chief up all the time in the car. So, okay. like, for example, if one of my assistant chiefs was duty chief for the day, and I could ride, be at the station riding apparatus. So oh. it just, just we're kind of interchangeable. Okay. You know, if the career assistant chief's the chief for the day, we just do a duty schedule. So if he's chief for the day and I'm in the station, I can ride. So okay. just, they ride if they're not on, on the in the car. Okay. Okay. And none of them live. Uh, so I, two of us, three of us live in district. The rest of us live outside of district. So, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't, I mean, this question might be kind of funny to ask you, but what are your ultimate goals? Cause I mean, you're ready to fire chief of, of one of the <laughs> busiest departments in Delaware. So no, I just want to keep going as long as, so I'm, you know, as I'm getting older, I just want to stay in enough good health, good shape to keep doing it. Cause I just love doing it. So I just want to have the ability to keep putting a mask on, keep going inside, um, and doing whatever they need me to do as far as if I'm in that riding position to be able to function, you know, I'm getting older, I'm a little weaker than I was when I was younger. So right. It's a little harder to throw ladders, a little harder to do some of that stuff. I like to, um, you know, you right. want to do, but right. I think it can still function pretty well. So I just want to stay, you know, good enough health to keep doing it. Okay. So it's safe to say you are a working fire chief pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. I think I'd have to be because, you know, it's just being the fire chief, I think it gets tough with just, like I said, you're dealing with the budget, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, trying to make the bills work and making sure you're taking care of all the other things. If I didn't have the other part of it where I was able to ride and have fun and go to fires, and do the riding positions and force some doors and do these things like that. I don't know if it's to a point where it's not worth it. That's why I, enjoy, I really do enjoy being a volunteer. Is I know once you've been on the career side, you're kind of chief. You're not, you know, if you're going against the union, you're not going to, hey, I'm not going to out ride the ladder truck today. It's just not going to happen. Right. You know? But as a volunteer, I'm able to do that and play both sides of the game where I'm, you know, in the car sometimes. I'm on the trucks a lot of times. So that's kind of a nice part of being a volunteer. Okay. Um, but yeah. Okay. Uh, and for those that don't know, I, I didn't ask. Um, tell us about your area. How many? I'm sure you have one station, but just just tell the viewers or the listeners that don't know about Christiana. Uh, it's 38 square miles. Um, we have three stations, but um, one of the stations we just don't have enough volunteers and crew staff to staff. Um, one of the, the most southern station has an ambulance crew 24 seven, and if we put that third engine up with enough volunteers or crew staff, however, however it works, um, that'll move to that southern station. Um, everybody reports to one main, the main station you that was just built. So everybody's uh -huh. kind of there. 
um, at shift change, you know, we do kind of eight o'clock and six o'clock is our shift change. Um, we'll just kind of like that time determine who's riding for the night, who's riding for the day at the eight o'clock time, and then kind of make the schedule up. And if we have the extra engine now, go to the south. And at the main station, there's an engine and truck up 24-7, um, three ambulances up um, almost 24-7. We go, we go down one ambulance on the weekend. But it's uh, 38 square miles. It's a lot of um, some major highways, 95. We get 95 runs through our area. Um, there's this route, road called Route 1, which runs down to our beach community in, in Delaware. Um, it's a lot of uh, private dwellings, townhouses, and apartment buildings. And it's about uh, just under 100,000, 98,000 people we had in our district. And we do about, um, was just one run under 12,000 EMS runs, and we're over 4,000 water, so like 4,200 or 4,100. Okay. So it's steady. And that's why we attract people because it's steady to right. doing the runs and all. Right. A lot of our guys were, you know, uh, two hatters. They work in career departments and involved here with us. That, a lot of that goes well. Okay. We, awesome. do, we try to attract people to get jobs too. So we'll attract people from, you know, Pennsylvania, Maryland, mm -hmm. uh, New Jersey, bring them in. They'll be in a couple of years. They get, you know, a lot of our guys work places. So you just give them a hand. And that's part of our attraction too, is we're trying to get guys in the career departments that want to be in career departments. And we're we, not that we do it, but we have the resources to help them and they can get little hints from our guys and, um, you know, go through the process and help people who are like things. So. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I'm not sure who does your uh, social media, but they do a fantastic job because I've seen the recruitment videos and the videos that just show, hey, if you're interested, I've seen the video with uh, your your orientation and okay. and and how that goes. And so, like, I, I mean, I have no, I don't think my wife's like, yeah, we're going to move to Delaware. But as a as a as a firefighter who loves going to fires and going to calls, I can see you guys definitely attracting the young men and women that want to go to jobs. Yeah. A guy named Josh Ritter helps us out a lot. He's a member, uh, volunteer member, and uh, one of our assistant chiefs, Joe Shanahan, who does a lot of social media. Okay. So they're constantly, they, you know, they have the videos from fire, so they're constantly plugging that in, putting it all together, you know, doing the recruitments that way. Right, right. We, we do a pretty good job. We, we took, just took in about uh, 20, just took in 24 volunteers, um, like about three weeks ago. We had a recruit class just recently in the day, so. That's pretty good because, you know, nowadays with times the way they are, a lot of departments can't even get like people to to become career firemen, let alone finding volunteers. No. So that's yeah. that is pretty strong right there. Yeah, it's a credit to our guys doing the social media stuff and making it attractive. Right. Right. I mean, what's not to like Seagrave tower ladders, Pierce engines, uh, <laughs> low hose beds. Uh, your hose beds are neat. I mean, yeah. Like I said, me being a fire nerd, I'm like, yeah, I can see why they are who they are. So <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, in your opinion, what are key elements or factors needed to make a good firefighter regardless of rank? Uh, I think just, uh, I was reading that, I think skill set. So, I, you know, being fantastic at the basics, being so good at the basics that you're not even thinking about the basics as you're doing other things. You can search so well that you can answer the radio and keep searching and not miss a beat because that search is ingrained so well in you that it just comes as second nature, putting on your gear, you know, putting on your gear quickly, get masked up quickly. Um, fundamentals of forceful entry without even thinking about it, you can do forceful entry. So just those basic core skills that everybody needs to have that you do them so well and you've repeated and practiced them so many times that um, it just comes like natural. And then other things you're doing on the far ground, or, you know, you don't have to think about it because you already have that skill set basics 
that you can do, you know, essentially multitask or do a couple things at once, but you have the base foundation so well dialed in that you, you know, can do several things. So mm -hmm. I just think just being very good at the basics. Answer the question. The basics is pretty much what what our job is, bread and butter. I mean, yes, totally get yeah. that. I mean, stretching um, a line, you know. Yes. Estimating a stretch, um, you know, knowing your basic truck assignments with, you know, hey, okay, our, we have it. So we break our truck up an inside outside team, mm -hmm. so dropper and our OV or the outside guys, and then we have a position. Our officer, we have a position called VAR, which is essentially primary search, and a guy in a hooking can. So he's self-explanatory. He's bringing the hooking can. And he goes with the officer. So those three interior guys are responsible. Find the fire, um, search back from that, identify where the fire is for the engine. You know, if the engine's having trouble finding it as far as what direction, you know, get them to the fire um, and then search back from the fire. So with the primary search on the fire, that's those, those out in assignments. That, um, okay. I forgot where I was going with that in the beginning, but that's fine. No, that's fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> we can go down rabbit holes. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, it is, um, is stretching, stretching lines or dropping lines on whatever calls. Is that a Christiana thing or is that countywide that you do that? It's countywide. Uh, back in the, back in the day we started doing it. Uh, we got a lot of flack for doing it. You know, oh, you guys are laying. Of course. The line. Right. Rain in. And we just got to the point where it's like, we'll pick it up. We're fine. Like you guys can clear. We're good. We'll just do it ourselves. Gotcha. Big deal. Um, but so we got really good at it too. We got to the point where like laying a line was no problem. Putting it back on was no problem. It's to the point now in the county where it's a social hour. You know, so you go to something and scoot on a sober or whatever. You lay a line and then all the guys stand at the back of the truck loading up, just chit-chatting and talking about whatever's going on. Um, so nobody has any problem picking up line and we just got to the point where we're stretching attack line and we're laying supply line on every, every box along. Uh, but it really it's, uh, nobody gives any grief about it anymore, but it is kind of, it's county policy now. So the county policy is the first engine lays either forward, reverse, has calls out their own hydrant, which means it's for the hundred feet of a hydrant, mm -hmm. um, or split lead and split lead is kind of, we try to stay away from that if at all possible. Um, but that's the four ways they establish a water supply and then third and fourth repeat that. So the third engine does it again from secondary water source, fourth engine picks up that hydrant. And by me, it pick up the hydrant is the fourth engine and the second engine go to the water source and then pump the hydrant, hook, hook the engine up to the hydrant, pump the supply line down. Um, and then, like I said, then everybody just cleans up afterwards. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been, um, it's a county policy that that's how you, that's how you establish your water supply for um, one and three. The third and fourth engine are only supposed to do it unless it's a uh, conditions given. So fire showing or smoke showing, not they just stand by. Um, but yeah, it's a county policy and we've done it for years and years now. We don't, it, it worked fine for us. Okay. Uh, Push back on it, you know, as far as picking the hose up and that's too much. But like I said, everybody likes being a fireman. So nobody really right. has an issue with it and enjoys right. doing it. Right. Uh, and just so we have this clear, do you only drop lines and throw lines if it's a reported box? Or what about like, do you do that also for like fire alarm activations? No, we don't do it for fire alarms. So gotcha. fire alarm, like the truck will go and investigate, the engine will stand by the water source. Gotcha. Then, um, the truck so only box alarms that or, yeah, or no. reported structure fires. Right. right. Okay. Okay. Yes, we don't either for a gas leak, odor gas, same thing. Engine goes to the hydrant, truck pulls out of the way, not to get in front of the building and just to investigate. Okay. Okay. Yeah, really, it's only structural fire. Yeah. All right. Um, with you being a fire chief, what would what would you say if what would you say to departments that want to try to implement that but are 
either hesitant or afraid that their members wouldn't like it because, you know, firemen hate change. So if a department is yeah. wanting to go to this, how, how would you recommend the, the, the chief, you know, approach that? I would say give it a try. Like try it for a month, try for a week, you know, and, and see what, what issues you run into. I can see if people are coming from home where they, you know, they want to get home quicker and all that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I would just try it. Like try to sell it to your chief. Um, they say, can we just try it for a week and see, see how it goes, identify any problems you have with it. Um, but it's just really, for our guys, it's just really enjoyable. So I don't know how we would approach it in any other way, but I would just say just to try try it, identify the problems you have with it, or, uh, and maybe the guys will say, hey, this is really fantastic. Why don't we just keep doing it? I would say try it. Okay. Uh, one question I want to know personally, your supply line, it's not LDH. It doesn't look like LDH. You guys don't, it doesn't look like you have any LDH on your trucks. Four inch cotton. Four inch cotton. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. We had um we had five inch many years ago. Went away when we uh went away from five inch. We bought four inch. So five okay. inch was tough. We were doing it with five inch, and it was tough. Uh, as far as it was a heavier. Wow. Run. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Five inch is a lot heavier. Yeah. Um. So we just, we switched to four inch, and we went away from the the rubber to the cloth, and that really helped out too. So that okay. maybe that's part of it too. Maybe you know companies are hesitant if it's a you know a larger line. Mm-hmm. But, um. Yeah. So that's what we did. We did to try to help that along. Okay. Okay. It would be okay probably with three inch two most most cases, but it's just really not the uh norm for our for the, our area. Most people have the four inch or five inch. Um, but so we so another personal question. Do you with, with you having knowledge of five inch, do you see a big difference between five inch and four inch when it comes to water supply? Because you know, some departments argue, you know, well, that's more water, or we've always done it with five inch. Like is is there a difference? I don't think I, we have no problems at all with four inch. Anything we've ever had, and we've had, you know, some good three alarm, four alarm fires, and we've had no problems with the four inch. Okay. So I, don't, I don't see it. And we pump it too. So we, the engine hooks up to the hydrant and we pump it down. We don't direct connect to the hydrant. Uh, so maybe that helps as well. Uh, but we gotcha. really haven't really good at all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, and the last question What do you think the American Fire Service can improve on? Uh, I think staying. Stay in non-complacent. I think there's like institutional department complacency. Um, and I think, you know, we're complacent too as firemen. And I think it's so easy to do too. You get to the point. So a story where we had a, a recent problem, I, I did a, a PowerPoint on it. I sent out to the other county chiefs because I just wonder. I, I don't think of ourselves, as, I don't think of myself as complacent, but we get sent to this uh, a townhouse fire. The first engine gets our first engine gets there, gets smoke show and so I get out and do the command post thing. I have a little like um, like a portable command post that I put out in front. And that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was the chief that night. So the engine officer calls me like, hey, it's knocked down. Uh, we burnt through a line, um, burnt through a, a, a domestic home water line. And they, he, he said, it's out. I was like, okay. So um, trucks get in there, say the searches are all clear. Uh, we go in and check, and everything looks clear. I'm in there. I talk to the engine officer. You know, he's got to overhaul the room. Everything looks good. So, you know, about 10 feet, I've reduced the box down to two and one, and we're just kind of like picking hose up, and the engine's in there just looking at what a tick and kind of feeling the walls. As they're moving stuff, we have one of those little uh, Pelican lights and square portable lights in there. Mm -hmm. I got knocked over by the line when they were pointed out, and I see some flickering. I look up, and there's like, fire trickling above the ceiling. I'm like, you kidding me? So I'm like, okay, bring the line back. We got fire in here. So that thing starts to escalate. So it takes off and it was, they got the line back in, but it already was burning up in the ceiling and all. 
So this thing goes to like, um, it burns to burns the second floor out of this place, um, extends the exposures to DMV, and uh, it was a mess. And I was just like, you know, we were so disappointed that uh, we just got kind of lazy. We just didn't pull enough ceiling. We just didn't get in there and dig it out enough. Okay. It's kind of like, that's good. We're, we're fine. And uh, like I said, I don't think we're at the complacent department at all. I think we're kind of over time, you know, trying to not be complacent, but it's just so easy to get lulled in that complacency that uh, we've been here before. Everything's nothing. We're good. Let's go. And uh, we even got bit by it that night. Um, so uh, it's just uh, what I think is wrong with fire. I think it's very complacent. I hear chiefs in you know, my area, they'll put stuff under control with no time at all. And that's why I send out like, look, I don't think I'm complacent at all. And I got really burnt by doing this, by just being a little lazy on this call. Mm -hmm. like, you know, you got to be on your game and you got to just be on your toes because um, that's what the citizens deserve. They deserve people that are, you know, on their toes. Would you want to have your, you know, plumber come in and go, oh, it's fine. And then walk out and then there's, you know, a huge leak in your house or something. You know, right. you know people are on their game and, and paying attention and want to do the best for you, you know. So I think we owe that to the public. They fund us. They pay pensions. They pay our salaries, I um, mean, you know, on the career side. And they provide mm -hmm. us apparatus and buildings and, and all that type of thing. So I just think, you know, we need to be less complacent and more um on our toes and more into the job and more making sure everything's done right and correctly and thoroughly. Awesome. Well said. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, make sure I have any more questions, which I think I answered all. Uh, actually, no, I do have one more question. Uh, do you potentially see a, Oh no, no, we answered I was going to ask if we, if, if you potentially see a rescue truck, like an actual rescue truck in the future for Christiana, but you have that Taylor truck. Yeah, probably not. Um, I think we'll probably stay with our Taylor truck. Okay. Uh, it gives us the flexibility of being out. Um, we're out a fair amount when you get other calls. Okay. So, and uh, what we were doing before that, we were running the, uh, the tower on accidents on the interstate. So we bought a huge tiller. It was initially Dover, Delaware, then um, Anne Arundel, uh, not Anne Arundel, excuse me, Annapolis City, Maryland. Okay. Where one of my assistant chief works. He worked for uh, that city. Um, okay. They had it for a while. They were selling it. So we bought it. It's like a 2001. And our, one, some of our philosophy was, hey, if we're on the interstate and that thing gets hit, okay, we lose a little bit of money, you know, but it's not a million-dollar tower that's hit. Right. And people right. on the interstate are you know, going, for us, 95 or doing 80 miles an hour and all. So we have, you know, we try to get off there as soon as we possibly can. Okay. But um, So that was kind of our it was a good recruitment for volunteers. The career guys love it too. You know, who gets the tiller? Not many in your life, you know. So oh, right, right. Training on doing it, you know, they're enjoying it. It's something they can like talk to their grandkids about someday. It's just like I got the tour to fire truck ball, you know, and it's fun. I I I I do it as well. So it's a lot of fun. Um, and not that we're here for fun, but I'm trying right. to attract people and I'm trying to have everybody love the fire service too. Right. You know? So it kind of it met a lot of goals with us. So you know, traffic control, it got something that was less expensive on the interstate. It's got a ton of compartment space for our rescue stuff. So we're the what they call hacksaw, we're the um, high angle and uh confined space team for the county so any incident that happens countywide um that is a confined space or high angle we respond so it carries some of that equipment then we have a supplemental uh like a, it's not a rescue but it's a small little truck that has some compartment space on it mm -hmm. so those vehicles go in for any sock run uh so it carries our sock equipment has a lot of compartment space on it so i think we like it uh accomplishes our goals um so i don't think we'll ever move to a rescue truck just because of that Okay. Uh, and uh, have you been able to till, till the truck? Be, being oh, the, yeah. uh, the fire chief? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, is there anything else you, you want to say out there? Anything you want to, you know, spread uh, any messages to, to the younger firemen that, you know, that's looking to, to better themselves? Uh, no, just like, you know, um, I guess, yes. <laughs> get involved as, get involved in a company that loves the fire, loves the fire service, you know, um, work for some place you can try to find that loves the fire service. I think there's some keys to it. Like, as I said, I, I think places that are strong engine, strong truck are, are great places to work, um, great places to volunteer. So just get involved in some place that loves the fire service. It's a place that's, you know, poison or doesn't love it. You know, try to find somewhere that, that, that really loves it because it's a, really fulfilling place to be in the fire service. You know, you allow a lot of brotherhood, um, sisterhood, people that really care about each other um, and are having a lot of fun doing a, doing a great job. I don't think there's any job better. You get to meet a lot of fantastic right. people. Right. Um, a lot of, like we've in our company, a lot of fans, like so Chief Lombardo for the commissioner, he was commissioner in Buffalo. He volunteers with us. Um, Chief Pressler from, uh, used to work at Rescue 3 FDMY. Uh -huh. He volunteers with us. Um, so you just get, you know, uh, it's just a lot of fantastic people you get to meet and interact with. Right. Um, work out at, uh, fire department training network in just outside Indianapolis. Oh, you do? Yeah. So if you're ever out there, you know, if you ever get the opportunities of firemen to go to that place, um, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's very enjoyable. Um, a lot of great fires, a lot of like great learning experiences there as well. So, so you get to work with the famous Jim McCormick? Jim McCormick. Yep. Wow. I, uh, I work for Jim McCormick. Me and my buddy were talking about, um, J Jim McCormick's class. I I've never been from, from what I've heard is, you know, like a lot of departments will, will burn in the can and it's, you know, the usual, but they say that the fires that Jim McCormick and his team or his cadre can produce, nobody else is doing that. Yeah. There's some good fires. So they have a great classes. There's this thing called, um, so camp is the end of this month. I'll be going out to camp, which is a three-day class, and you do six stations. You do sports-born um, entry, and it's sports-born entry under live fire conditions. And then they'll do – so they, they kind of work up to it. You know, initially it's just sports-born entry right. uh, with conditions, but it works up to, like, live fire conditions. They do a, um, a class – or not a class, but a, one of the, the stations is um, hoarders. So you're going into hoarders prop with fire. Okay. Uh, they do a writ, a survival. Um, Two, two separate stations and then we do a search BES that's combined. So it's, you do BES half the class, half the session, you do search half the session. But that's a three day class, which is fantastic. Um, they do a engine one, truck one, engine two, truck two, which is another probably depending on which one, but skill stations. So you do a fantastic skill station with like live BES. Um, you do some cutting with a saw, you do cutting with uh, on window bars. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of great, and then we do fires. After that, you'll end up doing fires for a day or two days, depending on which class you're in. Um, so a lot of fun there. Uh, there's a class called combat, and combat is you uh, are four in, four people on an engine, four people on a truck uh, with a chief, and then there's uh, that's a battalion, an engine truck, and a chief is a battalion. So there's four battalions, and it hopefully it's addressed, and they just send you to fire all day. So you have about eight fires a day, um, and then you do that for four days. So it's fires and different. He has uh, probably we have ten or twelve props, I guess. Maybe okay. More. Okay. Real quick, um, but each of them is kind of unique. One of them is like a strip mall. One of them is a, a commercial building. One of them is a ranch house, townhouses. Mm -hmm. uh, so you keep going to fires day after day after that. Right. Um, class called Rescue One, which is not stock more. It's more of fire rescue. So it's a lot of searching, 
Um, there's a couple of writ scenarios, um, a lot of good uh, drills as far as search drills, uh, writ drills. Um, so that's a fantastic four day class too. And that's pretty fantastic as well. So awesome. A lot of hard work, a lot of cool things they do out there. Oh yeah. Yes, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember hearing one, one person state that the, they went through it and just when they thought, you know, okay, I, I, I know the layout of this, like there's ways that he, he'll switch it up on them. Where like yeah, yep. they would think that oh the door used to be here but it's not here anymore and it's just yeah. it's just awesome hearing stories about yeah. that. Yeah, you can we can change the interior. Um, so you have different layouts. You can go and through the same front door, the same door, uh, but then there's we can change it up to have a different layout for that fire. Uh, we can change doors up a little bit and then move walls, so you have a different layout coming a different way. Okay. So, yeah, there's a lot of cool things. A lot of them are two stories. Um, one of them six stories. One of the okay. top six stories. Um, but we don't, I don't think that's up and running yet, though. What well, wasn't? Okay. I was out there last couple. Okay. Um, yeah, so you can change up the scenarios, and it's it's pretty good. It's fantastic training. Awesome, awesome. Uh, a lot of guys from uh, Indy work there. Um, mm -hmm. Fire Department, Boston Fire Department. So a lot of good, a lot of good places. That, that... Yeah, yeah. No, like, like I said, whatever he's doing out there, he's he's definitely um, hitting it out the park for sure. Yeah. Hopefully one day I'll be able to attend um, one of his classes. Go, go, go. There's guys from Charlotte there, too. This guy's from where? Charlotte to teach. Really? Yep. Oh. Scotty Harden? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's out there, yep. Okay, okay. Yep. That's awesome. All right, cool. Um, well, Chief, I appreciate having you on here. It was uh, – I love talking shop. I love um, hearing – like I said, you're the first official fire chief I've interviewed, so I <laughs> love hearing – I love hearing your message on how you keep uh, a department progressing just the way Christiana is. I mean, I love hearing it. I love seeing it because there's not many departments out there that where your, your leader is as strong as his officers, which is as strong as their firemen. So I just, I just, I just love hearing it, love seeing it. Um, I wouldn't say I found you on, on a whim because I follow Christiana. And then I would see who would like, like or tag and I would kind of click through and then, you caught my eye with the name and said Deputy Chief Twelve, and I'm like, well, he must be a chief with Christiana. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna target him and see if uh, <laughs> see if I can get I him on. That, I made that up when I was Deputy Chief. That's why I was that's why it's that way. Yeah. Okay, okay, but no, sir. I, I I appreciate your time. Um, thank you for 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 coming on, and I'm sure the, the listeners are gonna love hearing this uh this message. Thanks, Danny. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, all right. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.